Hello and welcome back to the Specky and Paul Talk Detailing Podcast. We are the Superman and Wonder Woman of the UK detailing community. This is episode 5 of season 2, Value versus Convenience. My name is Specky McSporran and I'm joined as usual by my good friend and co-host, Paul Dolden. Hello and welcome back to another splendid edition of the podcast, uh, Specky and Paul Talk Utter Rubbish, I mean Detailing. Uh, quick, quick word from us. It should be actually. <laughs> we need some new t-shirts or t-shirts would be nice. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. Mm. More about that later on. Um, a quick word from our sponsor. <laughs> um, you may not understand this, you viewers, listeners, whatever. I'm going to go for it. Here we go. <laughs> the sponsor this week is Ooh a Squirrel Pro. <laughs> Let me explain. You're sitting there on a Friday night. You're sitting there chilling with a beer, glass of wine, your favourite tipple. You're trying to mm. watch Australia's burnouts versus the US. Real high-level stuff. Trying to watch a guy do detailing on a Ford Fiesta, a diesel, in Scotland area, or Scottish area. Get your, get your grammar right, Paul. And your missus is talking to you, but you kind of glazed over. You can't really watch the video. You've missed what she said. <laughs> and you just imagine there's a squirrel running across the lounge, you've gone, you've lost it. Straight away, she says to you, you're not listening to me, you've not been listening to me at all. Ah, this is where the, oh, look, a squirrel pro comes in. It's been recording her. Yes, it's an app within an app. A picture within a picture. You can keep watching your burnout videos because all it does is it translate the garbage that she's been talking for the last half an hour and it puts it on your screen. You can go, oh, yeah. How is Sue's ankle? How is her bad foot? <laughs> what did you get from the... Oh, yeah, we, we really must get some more tomatoes. We've run out. See? Problem solved. You can just keep oh. watching what you're going to watch. It's going to be recorded. It goes straight onto the app. You've got, you got backup. You've got, you got backup for weeks. I've got a 24-gig hard drive in, in, my, in my phone. I know exactly <laughs> what's been going on. So just when you think you might have been glazing over, you've not been listening... We've got you covered, folks. All like a squirrel this, pro in every single pet, pet food store nationwide. <laughs> it should just be in like all the all the men's sections, you know, it, literally with a big thing saying, do you get told you, you're, you don't listen to your missus? Here's the answer right there. Yeah. It, it sounds incredible. I get this all the time. I do. Um and and it's 100% right. At least I own up to it. She says, you've actually zoned out. You're not listening anymore. And I just say, uh, yeah, sorry. What was that? I'm, I'm <laughs> but it's better. Know. It's better than the other way around. It's better than saying, no, no, no. I was listening the whole time. She says, all right. What did I say then? Exactly. I'm, you know, I'm sitting there. <sighs> I'm trying to watch a guy uh, build a three-bedroom house out of two logs in the Canadian Rockies, you know. And, she, <laughs> and she's telling me about her day. Much as I'd love to hear about her day. I already know all our problems from our friends. I hear it most nights. Anyway, on with the podcast. That's our that's our fantastic sponsor for this week is the Olica Squirrel Pro. Uh, the reason it's called a Pro is because the first version didn't work. It was a cat. Never worked. <laughs> oh, God. We've right, got, okay, moving we've got on. A lot of, we have got a lot of news to get through, haven't we? Oh, we've got so much news to cover. So for those of you who don't know, we've we've actually had the last episode recorded for quite a long time. So it's been a while since we've done this. Um, mm. We've kind of missed it. And it's really nice to get back to it. So anyway, yeah, there's, there's a lot to happen. First of all, I want to say a big thank you to everybody 
who reached out and gave us your feedback on the the last episode of the podcast with the guys from Garage Therapy. Uh, we got really, really good feedback from that. And yeah, we just really appreciate hearing from you guys uh, if there's been anything going on that you've enjoyed about the podcast, if there's anything you've particularly liked. Um, a few people picked up on a few bits and pieces that perhaps... I didn't think would be picked up on, but they were. I'm happy enough with that. I'm happy. It was good. So thanks so much for all the lovely feedback. We really enjoyed it. And by all accounts, so did Rog and Maz. So that was really, really good. Also, let's talk about things that have happened over the course of time while there's been downtime. The main thing is I got COVID, which was not exactly fun. No. Yeah, no, no, no. We we all we all got COVID in the house, um, which wasn't wasn't nice, but you know it's one of these things that happens. I'm fully jabbed and all these things, so uh, I didn't suffer too much, but I just suffered small amount over a long period of time. Anyway, this leads me on to a little story here. Paul doesn't know about this story, so this is going to be new to you here. So when I was starting to feel better and I wanted to um, improve my mood, I decided to look into getting. Uh, a massage, a proper good massage, because I don't normally uh, understand the the whole draw of massage. It normally doesn't do anything for me. I'm not one of these people that, that's covered in aches and pains and and see the advantage of a massage. However, my my girlfriend Natalie is at college right now studying massage, and she has shown me the benefits. So I decided I wanted to get something a little bit more in depth. And while she's still training. She's good, but I wanted to get someone who was a professional. So I reached out to a local Thai massage place and said, can, oh, can I get one of these traditional... Hello, hello. Steady on, steady on. So, you know, Thai massage. Let's, let's, so lovely little Thai girl, woman, whatever. Easy, easy. They could be 60, but, they, you know, easy. They, they 12 sometimes. So anyway... <laughs> Whoa, boy. She was... She was she she was very pretty. Oh, uh, apart from that, she had a she was a big big gap between her front teeth, like they were socially distancing. But oh, other than that, you know, Whoa. she was she was lovely. Um, and so she was giving me this massage, and it was working really well. I was really enjoying it. And at the end, at the end of it, she she leaned over to me and she says, "I could make this massage so much better for you." Oh. And I, I raised I raised an eyebrow, and I I, I said, uh, "Okay, go on then. Tell me how's that?" She says. I can offer you super sex. And I, I thought about it for a moment, and then I said to her, uh, what? Well, that's, that's, it. It's, that's very nice, but it, if it's all the same to you, I'll just have the soup. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> so I had the soup, and it was lovely, and then I... <laughs> oh, I was, I was, I was way yes. ahead. I, I had my bathrobe on and, and everything, and then my pants... My pants were flung <laughs> off my shoulders, and it, oh my god, I was upside down, covered in Vaseline. God, I was way ahead. I love it. I love it. Anyway, you um, you've got some new oh content, which is very exciting mm. because. Um, actually, I think in the space of time that it's been since we last recorded a podcast, you put out two. I have indeed, so I have indeed. I finally um, got the sledgehammer and smashed the box, which has been in the top of the corner of the back cave with the dreaded uh, words "turtle wax" on the front. Um, 
I've been incredibly late with these. Incredibly late, as we all know. I'm, I'm sort of. Was it like breaking case of emergency? <laughs> need a video? <laughs> More or less. Uh, no, of course I've got loads and loads of stuff in the pipeline, but I just thought, what a golden opportunity to get it on the channel. So the the first video um, was a van. Now the the company I have done this for before, and they had a transit. It was many moons ago, and it was a late booking. Um, so um, I decided to film that one. That was really good. I I really enjoyed doing that. It was a nice dry day. As everyone knows, I've had a bad back. I want to harp, harp on about it, but it, it's getting better, you know. And the best thing you can do is to move, by the way. So I did that one, and that that sort of was really the, the response was overwhelming because people didn't really comment so much about the video. They was coming, they were commenting about me. They were like, oh, "I was so glad to have you back." You know, how is your back? And uh, it, it, the, the video was just a small part of it, and this just goes to show you what an incredible YouTube community we have and detailing community. So that was that vid. That was that video. Absolutely. And then the other one, which I posted a picture on Instagram. If you don't know, if you don't follow me on Instagram, but if you listen to the podcast, uh, me and Specky have been speaking about cars for quite some time. I've been looking at cars. He's been sending me pictures of cars, auto trader ads, you name it. He's been sending them to me. What about this one? What about this one? And I've gone, I don't know about that one. And mm -hmm. um, I said, yeah, but it's a diesel. Uh, you know, I don't, really, I don't really like diesels. What about this one? That's no, white. I don't want a white car. Oh, there was that. There was that Peugeot. You yeah, were quite yeah. The, was, the, it? Remember that uh, yeah, Peugeot the, yeah, estate? Yeah, and, nice. and then I, I kept saying, you know, I, I don't want a diesel. And then I thought, no, I, you know, I'm coming round to thinking, you know, with fuel prices as they are, you know, and in hindsight, maybe made the wrong decision. I don't know. Um, but in the end, I took a punt and I bought a white diesel, um, which is brilliant. It's fantastic. I love it. It's a Skoda uh, Rapid. You see it on the channel. Uh, drive two hours to go and get it because around this way you just you know there's nothing going on with cars at the moment. You can't, it's a main dealer car. Really impressive. I thought, got to get this on the channel. Why not record the first wash on the channel so I can look back at it then, can't I? So, yep, and that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I revisited some products I had many moons ago from Envy Car Care. Um, Tim was very very kind to send some stuff down. Um, I used it before on the Metro, and I was really impressed by it. Really liked it. Very usable products. And, and that video is doing very, very well. Um, it seems to have kicked my analytics right up the jacksey. Um, and it's uh, the numbers are very, very good. Now, we all say we don't really care about numbers. We'd be lying if we didn't, if we said that. I do care about numbers because otherwise it just wouldn't be worth doing. Otherwise, no, no one would be watching it. So, yeah, really, really pleased. Um, that's been going on. Um, and my back is getting better. I still can't feel the front of my leg. That's completely numb, which is... Not a good thing. Uh, I think the, the wife did mention something. She said, thank God it's not the other thing that's gone numb. So um, that's good. The foot. That's it. Yeah, the foot. That's what I meant. Yes. That's, the foot. that's it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The foot. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The little toe. That's it. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah so I was going to yeah. say, the other thing doesn't get any use. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, turtle wax probably gets used more than that. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, st I still think um, going back to the car. I still think you need a black roof on no, that thing. I, I, I don't need. A yeah. Black roof. No. 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 I'm not touching. I need that. a black roof. I mean, you've got those wheels, mm. those really nice set of wheels on the car, I know, I know. and they are black on the mm. inside of the barrels, which is very nice. I know. And, but, but um, if I get, yeah, but Specky, if I get a black roof, I've then got to get a yellow sign with taxi on it. 
No, they're not all like that. No, no, no. The normal white Skodas yeah. are just taxis. The black one, I think that would set it off. You would get this black and white contrasting theme. It would go a little bit well with the the space back because that's got that black back section as well. So you'd have this flowing wow. continued design over there. Yeah, the, 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 the sport one has got the black um, bit on the boot. My one's got the white boot, completely white. And also I found out that the wheels were fitted. I think they were an optional extra by you know the owner before because it, mm-hmm. it sits on 17 inches. 17 inch wheels and uh, somebody did say it was, in fact it was everyday detailing Phil bless him said are they 18s I said no it's, it's just a contrast between the very small elastic band tyres uh, the only thing is a little bit concerning is it's, it's quite a hard ride um, it, mm, you know mm-hmm. you, you feel the whiskers of a cat as you drive over it not that I do that yeah. um, I, <laughs> I mean I mean you know small children I mean Sorry, no rats spot. Yeah, I mean, no, field mice. I yes. know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, but it's quite a hard like, ride uh, for a diesel. It's very hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I noticed the difference between my car and Natalie's. I've got the, the Fiesta ZTEC S, and she's just got, you know, a bog-standard basic one. And you can feel the difference in the ride quality when I have my alloys fitted. You can definitely feel there's a, a difference there. Now, my alloys are only 16s, but they're still much lower-profile tires than what's on the, the 15s on Natalie's car. and. They do obviously do some cushioning there. So, yeah, there is going to be a bit of a firmness, but then firmness tends to encourage a little bit of, you know, better handling and sportiness, should you say, you know. And, and I, I think those wheels, the whole thing looks really, really good, but black roof it, man. Come on, you've, you've just you've got to do something subtle. I'm going to keep telling you this all the time, regardless if you go for it or not. I'm going to keep pushing it. I think you, I think we need to hear from the the audience as well. Do you agree with me? This white Skoda... Space back design rapid. Does it need a black roof or not? And it, if it, if the back end doesn't have the black, like you said, then maybe that needs to be blackened too. I think it needs just a little something that just makes it stand out from the crowd. It's, the wheels are nice, but it, mm, nah, just, it's got the, the um, no, it's got the lay by windows. Uh, it's got rear tints. <laughs> lay by windows. <laughs> yeah, they they were on the car. Say no more. By the, by the previous owners, so um, and they are quite dark to be honest <laughs> with you. So uh, yeah, good, it's handy. Yeah, but then again, you know, white car, it's it's going to make those windows, those tints, seem even more exaggerated, isn't it? You know, that that the contrast, as you've said before, that's going to be the difference there. So yeah, if you haven't checked out uh, Paul's video, please do go ahead and have a look there. I managed to get some content out myself. I've had a couple of videos. You have? I'm pretty happy with the way they're going. And, and it was, again, nice. It was nice that I was able to put out some Turtle Wax content and you were, because now we can actually discuss this. We talked about this uh, with Johnny Shield just recently. And, uh, you know, it's really nice to actually say, I tried this Turtle Wax stuff. And then you say, yeah, me too. What did you think? And <laughs> that that's such a rarity that you ever touch them, so it was really nice to to the actually only, discuss something current. The only problem <laughs> with that is, um, I say, how did you find the lid on the tin, the rusty, you know, mine's gone rusty. I couldn't get the lid off mine. Yeah, what a <laughs> surprise, yeah. No, mm-hmm. um, now in, all, in all fairness, it is great that I can now talk to you about the, these current products. Um, yeah. Also, a little bit of news. Um regarding stuff coming our way products uh don't know if i should say this yet because it's not actually happened but there is some more bits and pieces coming from into detailing good old imran um 
in particular a rather interesting looking polisher which i'm really looking forward to uh getting that that up in the you channel say our way what you mean is your way <laughs> no you've had some stuff delivered don't start that don't you've, you've had some stuff delivered today yeah but not a polisher well <laughs> polisher smolisher what's the difference um <laughs> yeah because mm. my my wheels were yeah, refurbed sure. The, the, the garage refurbed the wheels. They sent them to a specialist down the road and they refurbished the wheels. But when I was washing it, and this is the great thing about the first wash being recorded, you can actually look back at it and go, hang on a minute, that's got some swirls on it. Now, I know the car's going to have swirls. It's come from a dealer. It's going to have dealer swirls. It, it had yeah. dirt behind the door handles. It had all sorts of bits and pieces, which we would do as a detailer or a hobbyist and mm -hmm. they don't they just get these cards done and it's don't you know if you we all sit there and we all sort of slate dealers and go oh, dealer prep they're, they're the you know scum of the earth these guys are knocking cars out very very quickly i know a guy that valets for a dealer a bmw dealer he was telling me mm -hmm. how much time they get and how much money they get per car and it is terrible it's not good the margins are shocking yeah it's a tight time constraint yeah. and you know they, they've got a lot of cars to do in a little amount of time there's no way they would yeah. ever there is a reason you know, fork for it out yeah money um, yeah. But, yeah absolutely and us lot you know that walk around you know spouting off all this stuff saying we're holier than thou saying well you haven't done this properly and haven't done that properly they did however try to flog me some stuff um, in the uh, in the showroom which was really funny and then I got a message from someone else saying oh take a notice of that it was actually from Graham. I think it was from Graham, or it could have been Twisted Mind Photo. Andy, who was, was mm. you know, delightful chap, um, saying, "Don't, don't take it, Paul. Don't let them sell you that." I, I was, you know, <laughs> and I just said, "Look, you're all right, mate." I, I, and he was like, "Just before I went, he said, you sure I can't twist your arm?'" I was like, "I think I'm all right. I think I've got enough products. I'm fine." <laughs> but, but that was, but that was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Also, let's look at some more news here. Something we talked about recently with brands disappearing, and here's one where a brand has kind of reappeared. You remember a while ago I spoke about Bear Car Care. Oh, yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a short while later on Instagram, now because they were closing the doors, I didn't really think to myself, oh, well, I better start unfollowing them on Instagram. I just left it. And suddenly, these posts started appearing from Bear Automotive. I think it's Bear Automotive International or something they're called now. Um, and I thought to myself, hang on a second. So I went and looked in the, the profile and I looked in the messages. And sure enough, here's all the messages that I had exchanged with Ash previously. So they had not only this person or company or team, whichever they are, um, had not only purchased the, uh, the brand from Ash but also the uh, the socials, the contacts, all these things. So it was all still there. So it's been rebranded of sorts. So it's not exactly called the original Bear Carcare, and they've had a new uh, set of uh, you know, designs, labels, and so on going on. And I reached out to find out, is this just like a complete rebrand? Is it like a relaunch mm. of the original brand? Or is this something else? And the message I got back was, we're using the bear name with Ash's blessing, but it's got absolutely nothing to do with Ash in the company at all. So uh, that's the story. So they are relaunching. They've gone for a new redesign of sorts under new management, 
and we'll wait and see what happens with the product line if it's all going to be absolutely the same as before or mm. if they're going to be changing some of the products because let's be honest i mean the bear stuff that we tried in the past none of it was bad bad stuff it was good no. stuff no it was, very, so, it was usable you know, wasn't it, it yeah. wouldn't yeah yeah absolutely it, it wouldn't hurt them to use that stuff again but i think it would also perhaps be in their favor to tweak it a little bit to their own style so that you don't just go ahead and use it and say yeah i've used this before you know no. um that's one of the things that happens when you buy over a company yeah while we're on the subject of brands reappearing um i had a mystery package turn up um it turned up while i was actually filming i didn't you know sometimes the packages turn up i don't know what they are nine times out of ten that my wife ordered something you know i don't know climbing frame for the guinea pigs or something um <laughs> A model of the Buck Buckingham Palace for the dogs to walk around in the garden. You know, really, really helpful stuff <laughs> and that everyone needs. Uh, but something turned up. So I, I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so something turned up, and it was from the guys. It was from Duncan and Neil from WoWo. Not WoWo as in the other WoWo from Scotland. This is WoWo products or... Uh, WoWo, not WoWo's... Yes, that's it. It's wo wo, yeah, not okay. wo wo's. That's, yeah. that's yeah, that's that's good. Good call. Um, that's and, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, think, it's, of the, it's, think of the Scottish one having the S on the end for Scotland in a way, right? Wo wo's Scotland. Wo wo, England. <laughs> People have just been going, <laughs> "What on earth are you two talking about?" So, if you can't, if you care to cast your mind back several years, these are the guys that have the red background, white writing, and they produce the wax applicators and the funky towels, which are bright red. A lot of it's heavily branded with their own, you know, mm. their own take on things. I met the guys at Wax Stockers several times. Really, really lovely people. They had a huge stand uh, at Wax Stock, and. Um, we spoke, this was about the first time I went and I met the guys and you know they've recently re relaunched uh, and they are concentrating heavily more on the products rather than the packaging and kind of design had a little letter from the guys um, and I've put some stuff up on my Instagram with a limited run of these applicators being discounted from my good self um, so yeah those those guys are back on the scene which is really good and uh, really mm. interesting. I'm really looking forward to meeting the guys uh, at Waxstock. And this is more news. Waxstock, which is only around the corner, guys. We're going. We are we going. Are, we, yeah. are, we are booked. Yeah. We've got the tickets. We've got our hotels sorted out. We've The only thing I haven't got sorted yet is my flight. Uh, and that's mainly because I'm skint and I need to wait until I can save up a little bit of money for this. Um, donations are greatly received. Thank you very much. Go find me. Um, <laughs> Go find me. Get, get, nice. get Specky a plane. Get <laughs> um, so, yeah, <clears throat> to be honest, more people would be interested in a campaign to keep me away, probably. But, um, yeah, that's happening. So it's all definitely going on. Regardless of how I get there, I'm going to get there. It's going to happen. We're going to be there. We are actually going to be quite involved in the show this year. Very active. Very active. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's going to be a very interesting situation. We've got our our podcast, this podcast, you know, the thing you're listening to right now, is going to be recorded from the show floor. So if you see the two of us walking around, holding microphones with headphones on, looking like numpties, chatting to each other and ignoring everyone else because we can't hear anyone else. That's what we're doing. We're going to be recording this. We're going to take you guys 
around the show floor. We're actually going to be mobile. Originally, we considered having a little table there to sit in the corner and hope that people would walk by. But of course, the people we want uh. to walk by are going to be at their own respective stands. Of course, they're going to be doing business. They're going to be chatting to the people. So we decided, why not take the mountain to Mohammed and we will actually cruise around the show from the front door or from the, the, the entry, entry door as you would normally walk in and we're going to walk around the entire thing and try and get that all within about an hour and a half whilst also stopping off at a few booths having a chit chat with people that we see along the way it's going to be really really fun I'm really looking forward to that I'm I'm really looking forward to it I'm, I'm really excited because I'm I booked my hotel and my, my wife goes, oh, you you know, you, you better book your hotel soon for Waxstock. And I was thinking, but oh, she's keen. She's trying to get rid of me. So um, <laughs> I went on, booked it. About two days later, I don't know if I told you this, um, she said to me, this spec is going. Why don't you two share a room? I went, <laughs> um, because I don't want to sleep in the same bed as him. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's not, a, they're not twin rooms, are they? They're like no, queen or king size it's a, beds. It's a, a queen size bed, and or you can get yeah. a king size bed. And although we're very good friends, we're, we're not that close. <laughs> you know, we're not, we haven't got to that stage yeah. in the relationship, despite what people probably like, think. You know, I don't mate, want to be sharing your I toothbrush. I love you. <laughs> I, I love you to bits, but I'm sorry, I'm not ready to share a bed with you. It's just not going to happen. Okay. I, I also uh, don't, I don't want to be walking around wax stock with bloodshot eyes and, and bags under my eyes. And then people are going, you look really tired. And I just go, yeah, he kept, he kept me up all night snoring. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say he kept me up all night and left it there. <laughs> yeah. Kept me up all night. And then just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> what's a what's a color drain oh, out their God. face <laughs> yeah yeah oh jesus oh we could yeah. start some rumors there could we yeah oh, what's what's really funny about this is is the Ryko stadium or the where the hotel is situated it, it's got a pitch view isn't it and it's got glass isn't it so yeah that's right it, yeah if you actually think about it i you know I don't like, I don't mind admitting this. I like to walk around with a towel wrapped around my waist. It might fall down. I have an accident. <laughs> I might be opposite your window, and you might you might oh, see you god. might see you might see something you can't unsee for the rest of your life. Go, oh my god, what was that? I'm I'm, I'm changing hotels already. That's it. I'm, I'm just not happening anymore. Nope. I just thought to myself, like I thought it would be a, like a funny thing. Like we could see each other from across the pitch. We'd be waving and doing like holding up pillows in, in the manner of like a semaphore to send stupid signals to each other and you're standing talking about exposing yourself this is not the way i was thinking about it at all <laughs> oh my god steamy window oh, this be, this, <laughs> what's gonna be really bad is if we're in like rooms next to each other because oh shit yeah. i don't want i don't want you like that yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, keep I it don't down want that. keep it down mate no no no, the last thing I want is lying there at night thinking, he's got a glass up against the wall listening right now, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear. Nope, nope, nope. No. <laughs> me, no me knocking on the door uh, at half 11 at night going, what's the Wi-Fi passcode? <laughs> <laughs> you bloody would as well. I would. Oh, God. Oh, Christ. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk uh, another thing. This is something I, I learned recently. I was doing a bit of... Um, let, let's not call it snooping. Snooping is a bad word. We, we don't. There's always negative connotations to snooping, but I, I happen to know your address, Paul, and you know I've I've seen your oh, house was... uh, on your on your video. Yeah. Uh, so you know I was on Google and I was on Street View, 
Uh, and I was like, what, what does Paul's road actually look like? You know, I, so I looked at it and it's a lovely little close, you know, little thing, dead end thing there. So it's very nice. And interestingly enough, on the street view, they haven't been to your little island in quite some time. So they haven't so, visited mm, your street. Several weeks. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I looked on there and I was like, that that can't be Paul's house. I'm, I'm counting the numbers on the on the street and everything, thinking that that should be it there, but that's not his house because there's a Primera parked in the street and there's a maroon convertible Vauxhall Astra GTE, a Mark II, in the driveway. And I sent you a picture, and I was like, "Was this actually your car?" And well, yeah, there you go. You can tell the story. Yeah. Well, um, what was the year? What was the year again? 2000 when? God. Nine? I think it was, yeah, 2009, I think, was when the picture was taken, yeah. Yeah, so this is before we had all the drive done. I dug the front garden up. Well, me and, me and my mate dug the garden up, and we, we laid this huge drive. Um, We had a Vauxhall. This, this is quite funny. We went out one day to go and buy a toilet seat. You know, really exciting stuff. Went to B&Qs and, and, and came back with a £700 Vauxhall Astra convertible. It Which was, some might say is a toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the same performance. Uh, we were just driving down the road, and there's a property opposite the doctor's surgery in a village away from Mersey, and the guy was selling it on his drive. I remember the day I bought it. I was so it, – it was one of those moments where you look at your wife and she goes, yeah, go on in, go on, go and get it. And um, I bought that, and I paid, I think, 700 quid for that car. It done 64,000 miles. He'd had the thing from new – it had a cream roof. It's a proper hairdresser's car. This is this is proper yeah. hair, you know. And no disrespect to hairdressers, hairdressers out there. Johnny Shield, we love you. But back in the day, RAV4s, all that sort of thing, there was a certain a car that, you know, certain people drove. I'm not saying anymore. <laughs> I love and, how you're trying to skirt around that. <laughs> I know. And then we had a Vauxhall Primera, which has turned out to be one of the worst cars I ever owned. A Vauxhall Primera? Sorry. Wow, that's, Nissa, I didn't know that. Vauxhall, those. sorry. Nissan Primera. God, what is wrong with me? This is sleep deprivation at its worst, I tell you. And we had that. A Ford Astra and a Vauxhall Primera. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my God, what's happening to me? Um, so we had this um, Nissan. Big gold thing. It was enormous. One of the ugliest cars ever built. Um, that was just the worst car ever. It was all right for about a month and it just had problem after problem after problem. Also, one of the things you didn't mention was the, was the boat on the drive. There was a boat. Yeah, no, the... I didn't mention the boat. No, because yeah. I, I was actually when I when I think boat, I think the Astra. To be perfectly honest, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, similar similar performance. Mm. I actually um, was over the moon when the exhaust went because then I could go and put like a. Do you remember Pico exhaust? <laughs> I had a Pico exhaust. Oh, on that. that's a name from some years back. Yeah. Wow. I I fitted a. I remember. A yeah, on that. we had the beach cruisers here and um they were the kind of people that were the, that was the, the local cruise we didn't have cruises in car parks and things we had the beach area in aberdeen and the popular exhaust of the time that i was hanging around there which was between like 99 and 2001 uh was the pico big bore four and <laughs> that was fitted to everything from 900 cc fiat cinquecentos up to, you know, two-liter Sierras and everything else, and you could hear those things coming. I do remember the Pico exhaust range very, very well, because that's all anybody had, because they were cheap. 
Yeah, cheap and and heavy as well. They were fairly well built. Ooh, I yeah, they were. Yeah, I, I fitted that myself because the, the rear sensor on that just virtually just disintegrated. Uh, I think I also had a K&N filter, which obviously everyone knows adds at least five hundred brake horsepower. At least that's just getting out of the pack. No, that's just for the sticker. Yeah, that's the sticker you put on the car, and it makes it go faster. I had one of those in my old GTE, and I swear that added power. Only saying. They probably did, yeah, because they were probably heavily restricted. What did I have? I, I had a car that I put a K&N on, and I don't even remember. I think it was my old Honda Civic, actually, an old little 1.4 Honda Civic. And I swear to God, that thing that thing was more rapid just from an air filter. And I think I had... I didn't put on a big bore, like, back box. I think I started with a back box. I went to PowerFlow, um, which, I, believe it or not, is actually... The PowerFlow fitter is situated in the town i live in now it wasn't in aberdeen there wasn't a guy here i used to come i came out here specifically to these guys to get uh, a power flow exhaust fitted and they did a custom everything's custom with them you know so it's not an off-the-shelf situation they they custom bend all the pipe to make it fit your car um and it was fully stainless so i had a three and a half inch slash cut flame burnt tip ex- <laughs> exhaust Oh yeah, on my on my one point four liter five door yeah. Honda Civic, uh, with no alloy wheels. <laughs> yeah, they, and they say Stalin's and, they say Stalin's dead, don't they? But that is, that really is I the, know. the epitome of max power. Well, this is it. Like I wanted that goes to show you how much it was more important for me to have nice noise from the car than it was to actually have the alloy wheels. I didn't really care what the car looked like that much. I just wanted it to sound good. And the car was actually quite quick, so I I really enjoyed that car. And then I got a job where <laughs> I had to, I used to work in a shop, and then I had I got a job where I was a actually traveling businessman. I had to go to different companies to to talk to them about selling them products, and I would turn up to work in a suit, but <laughs> I would shake their hand. Nice to meet you. Thanks very much for your time. I'll I'll speak to you again soon. I'll keep in touch. All right. And they would wave you off at the door and you walk over to your car and you get in your very normal looking five door Honda Civic and you start the engine <laughs> and the windows in the office building are all vibrating. <laughs> and it just it wasn't it wasn't exactly business friendly, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. Well, we all do it. We've all been there, haven't we? Yeah. So that- yeah, I think, I think that's all the news, isn't it, mate? We can we better crack on. Um, one more thing, I didn't get around to talking about this. Our good friends Vicky and Abigail, so Vicky, oh yeah, so Vicky and Abigail, um, they've started their own mini podcast of sorts. Uh, their first episode is up for you guys to listen to now on the Saviki uh, YouTube channel. It's uh, it's Saviki and Susie because that's uh, Abigail's nickname. And uh, they chat about being a car girl in the car scene. And this is kind of expanding on what we talked about it's when good. we had Vicky on as a like guest. It. it was actually really mm. good. Like, it, yes, they had audio issues. So it was on a camera microphone instead of the, the two mics they had in front of them. Uh, I've given them some tech advice to help them get that set up to improve it for the next time. But it was actually a genuinely good listen to hear it from their perspective and to see what's been going on and, and how they get treated from their own words rather than us discussing it. So if you haven't already checked it out, I urge you to go and check it out. It's only half an hour long. It's definitely worth your time. It's a really good listen, good laugh. Anyway, um, yeah, I think you're right, Paul. We need to move on uh, to the main topic of tonight, which is value versus convenience so 
what are we talking about when we're discussing value versus convenience? It's all about mainly one of my bugbears, which is buying pre-diluted products or paying for water. And this is not ideal for the end user, but it is ideal for the company at times. So it's down to whether or not you would buy a dilutable product or something that's just ready to use out the bottle and just go for it. And this is what we wanted to discuss because I think there are some people who just don't quite get it and there are other people who just don't care. So yeah. which camp, which uh, you, you, it's not that you don't get it. And I don't think you don't care either, Paul. You've, you've got your own opinions on this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I've had products, ready-to-use products in the past. Um, I mean, Autoglands do bug-off, which is non-dilutable. It's ready-to-use. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I suppose it does get criticized because, you know, as, this sounds stupid, but five-liter products in general, in bulk, tend to be concentrates. The, apart from glass, yeah. apart from glass cleaners, you know, and fallout removers, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. to a, to a degree. So once you've you've started ripping through this, you might use a liter on a car, you know, and out of five liters, you know, it doesn't take a lot of working out. You're going to get through this fairly quickly. And mm-hmm. I, I have used it, and it's very effective. That's a brilliant. I'm not slating that product, but there is certain products out there. You go through them, and you think, do you know what? I I, I get it, but I I would rather mix up my own because. There are certain cars that require certain ratios, i.e. The, the panel ratio. They require different strengths. And I think the end goal is if you pay a little bit extra for a stronger product and get it in bulk, then you kind of quids in, you know, i.e. Decon Shampoo from GT, you know, Sansom Car Care do an incredible... Now, they do both. They do a ready-to-use pre-wash and they do a concentrate, and I've got the concentrate with a pump spray on the top, mm-hmm. or pump, you know, the, the thing you push push up and down. Um, so they've, they've catered for both clientele, both customers. But yeah. I, I do understand that some people don't understand how to dilute products. Um, people may be new to the industry, and they will go for that, that one hit, that one shot thing. Um, so I, I kind of get it. And there is also yeah. another thing as well. There's buying cheap and buying twice so we're we're, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about cheaper products which are probably a they may be concentrated but they're not concentrated to the degree that the manufacturer is stating that's a can of worms for you that is in itself yeah i mean some of this came up from the video that i filmed recently with the turtle wax products uh which again the wheel cleaners for example mm. they're not dilutable no, and not. i found that 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 one which was the foaming one the i can't remember what it was called the hyper foam or something it was called yeah uh wheel cleaner and that in the, one in it's the red tire cleaner yeah yeah that's right it was it was effective it certainly did what it's supposed to do but i found that after just four wheels and tires, I had ripped through nearly half a bottle. And keep in mind, these are not really small bottles. These are a bit bigger. They're something like 690 mil or something like that. Seven. So they're, they're not they're, just... Yeah, 600. Was it 750? I think they're 750s. I was exactly the same. I used just over half of that um, yeah. on the van. And I even used the fallout remover on one of the rear wheels as, a, as a, just a, a comparison to see what the products were yeah. like. 
And I do totally agree. It is, it's an incredibly effective product, a bit like the Sam's Detailing one. That's, that's really effective. But at the same time, you are going to pay the price because you yeah. are going to get through this. Now, and this this is a shame because obviously they're selling to the, the, the public. They're selling to everybody. It's not like, oh, that's, that's like the detailing range. They are selling to everybody. They're in Halfords. They're everywhere. They're on Amazon. And they've got to cater for everybody. But... If you're a professional, you're not going to be going buying these products because you just couldn't do it. It's not cost effective. It's funny you should mention that now, actually, because I'm going to bring something up here. Maguire's. Maguire's, a while ago, uh, released some, some new products, which is great. Nothing wrong with that at all. But they made a big deal about releasing some of their pro range of products now i'm i think i'm talking mostly for the u.s domestic market rather than internationally i haven't seen many of them over here but i certainly have seen in the u.s that they they released a ready to use lineup of their products in these one liter bottles or they, they'll call them 32 ounce bottles or something yeah that's right um, yeah. and and so they're they're releasing them in ready to use formats part of me thought to myself, you no, know, no, people are going to get annoyed at this. Like, if you're a professional, if you're using the pro range, then, you know, it's in the name, there's a hint there. You're going to want to keep your cost of your products, your per-use cost, down so that you get a better margin at the end of your paid detailing job. Mm. Why would you want to purchase ready-to-use products when you are essentially doing yourself out of money, that ready-to-use product is not the same cost as the the dilution that you could make up from a concentrated product. As you said yourself, you buy something like uh, a, a Garage Therapy Zero Decon Shampoo, for example. We know that's a very dilutable product and you can do it, use it multiple multiple different ways as we have. That uh, this this came up specifically in my video about do you actually need a tire cleaner? And I tested tire cleaners, but also Garage Therapy Zero Decon as an alternative. And you were talking about Autoglans earlier on. I tried Autoglans Rebound. Five liters of that is thirty five quid, and that's it. It's not dilutable. I mean, you could probably dilute it a little bit, but you're gonna lose some of the effectiveness. So it it depends. You know, all I think any product you buy can in some way be diluted a little bit and uh, you could do it your own way depending on how you need it so if you get an all-purpose cleaner you could maybe dilute it down more than it's recommended because you're only doing a light job for example if your tires have only been a couple of days on the road then you could probably dilute the 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 rebound a little bit because you know you're not going to need so much of it but I was finding that going on the manufacturer's recommendations, I was getting the same performance from the Zero Decon shampoo as I was, and that was diluted at 10 to 1, as I was from the Autoglans Rebound. So it did make me think to myself, why is it that you're paying for 5 litres and only getting 5 litres when you could pay for 5 litres of the garage therapy and get 50 litres of it? it? It really does boggle your mind and you have to wonder what's going on there and as you said quite rightly some people especially beginners don't want to dilute don't understand diluting don't have bottles to be able to dilute into to make up all the solutions and things like that 
So there is going to be a certain point, but it's professionals that demand that low cost per use. And yet the, the companies don't really care as much about offering that kind of thing to the general public, to the average Joe, the hobbyist detailer. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I don't. I'm going back to the fact of doing diluting, you know, diluting products. It's quite an easy way around that. You can get those feeders that go on top of your bottles. Those like little, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, bit of caps on them. Um, I think John Delu uses one on his channel. Um, I just use a jug, a measuring jug, and, and syringes normally, and and you kind of get used to the same dilutions in most of your equipment. Like if you've got like a one liter spray, you know how much to put in it. If you've got pump sprays, you kind of know how much to put in it. Um. Yeah, and I, I think, I don't think they're dead. These products, these these one shot products. I just think they cater for a different audience, and it's a shame because yeah, definitely the, the turtle wax range. We joke about me not making content for for turtle wax so much as everybody else because I'm always busy doing other stuff. I, to be honest with you, and there's a lot of turtle wax videos out there anyway. But it's it's impressive. It's good stuff, but I, to me. If I was doing vehicles, it's not going to be something I'm going to reach for. It's just not because it is not cost effective enough. If you've priced a car up, if yeah. you're doing a, if you're doing uh, valet work, valeting, valet work, mini details, whatever you're doing, and you want to do a vehicle, you have to factor in chemicals in your pricing, how much you're going to use. Not everyone is a, is a YouTuber. Not everyone is a reviewer and gets this stuff. You know, sent to them. We are very, very privileged young boys that. Well, I'm, I'm not young, but you are. That get, that get sent stuff, and uh, but we still buy in bulk. I still buy stuff in bulk. I still buy APCs. I still buy glass cleaners, um, fallout removers, tar removers, tar remover definitely. Now, tar remover is something you cannot dilute. What was the point? No, that's it's just you actually know. That, that's the point. The, the, the tar removers, I think, actually they emulsify with water anyway. So if you add water to your tar remover, you've just completely destroyed it. So that, yeah, that's which is why you always get comments on the uh, the videos. Did you dry the car first before you applied the tar remover? Now I apply the area because I'm going to be rinsing that car yeah. down after because it's a solvent. I want to get rid of the solvents off the clear coat. Um, so mm-hmm. I just dry the panel. The Skoda was covered in tar all underneath i didn't realize how bad it was until i'd done the decon with the iron fallout and then everything showed up because that was the only thing left on the car um and it was quite bad and that was the envy car care stuff which was very very fast it's called fast tar for a reason because it is blimmin quick i mean that's yeah that's quicker than 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 samantha opening a bottle of gin on a friday night and that's quick (laughs) let's be honest there's nothing quicker than that you know, um, fastest bottle opener in the West. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, th- th- there is, there is that. So, um, other things which are dilutable, which we we don't even think twice about, are things like screen wash. You know, the, now you can get yeah. ready to use screen wash. It's dirt cheap. It's what you got two pound, three pound for five liters, but the concentrated stuff is is way better and it's more cost effective. We always think with our wallets. That's the trouble, especially with detailing. And if you're starting out, especially as a Scotsman, <laughs> absolutely. Um, if you're if you're starting out in this hobby, and you start, I used to allow myself thirty to forty quid a month on this hobby. That's what I used to allow myself, i.e., buying a few more pads or a couple of products, and then every now and again I'd have a bit of a blowout. 
I'd get a few kegs in, you know, the five liter range to make mm-hmm. it cost, cost effective. Um, I mean, things like this is where it gets a bit complicated. If you go to things like Detailed Online and they've got their their five liter range, which they do on their bog off nights or what they do like Black Friday, I've got the yeah. SIO2 gloss detailer and I've got the wet coat sealant. Now, you possibly could dilute them, but it wouldn't be much point because you ruin the products. But they're going to last for a very long time. I've got five liters of Bouncers Wax uh, DSI, which I got from Wax Stock, and I've hardly made a dent in it. It's so cost-effective because it, yeah, it lasts. I, I, I know how you feel about that. My I've got the five liters of DDSI as well. Um, DDSI, sorry. To, sorry. I won that. That's okay. I'm covering for you. Um, I won that in a giveaway like whoa, four years ago or something um i i won this five liters it was the first first ever bottle released of the five liters of ddsi uh jay sent that up to me in this giveaway and i swear to god i've still got about four liters of it because you don't use a lot of these products and of course in our situation we've got so many different products to try it's hard to keep using the same ones over and over again because you're you're looking for opportunities to test them but I ask people, I say, look, do you like detailing sprays? If you got an empty spray bottle, give it to me. Let me give you some of this, and I'll pour 500 mil into that and just give it Try to it. people. Yeah. You know, it didn't cost me a penny. It's fantastic. Um, so, yes, in situations like that, detailing sprays, I think there's a certain expectation of which products should be dilutable and what shouldn't. And I think we nobody expects uh, a, quick di- a quick detailer to be a dilutable product. That being said, they do exist although in, in very limited numbers. The first one I ever tried was the, no, what do you call it? Meguiar's uh, Fast Finish, was it Ultimate Fast Finish? Or no, Last Touch, Last Touch Detailer. That was it. Uh, but, and that came in like a th- five gallon bottle, five US gallons, so it's like 3.7 liters. And that can be diluted down, but mainly as a sort of clay lube. But um, if you remember, Ed Turner's sent me the concentrated quick detailer. Now, that's something very different because I think there's only two companies that do that, and that's Ed Turner's and CarPro. CarPro have one called, uh, I think they call it Echo. It's like ECH2O. And and that and the bouncers, uh, what do they call it? FN Super Concentrate Quick Detailer. Uh, And both of those are... Actually, the, the whole idea, I spoke to Jay from Ed Turner's and he said that the whole idea behind that was to not have to worry about shipping out uh, loads of water. He can sell it in 100 milliliter bottles. None of these big bottles, none of this large amounts of stuff that needs to be shipped all across the world, taking you know huge amounts of fuel requirements and environmental impact mm. and things like that. Small bottles that are dilutable and you can make you know maybe five or 10 liters of that product from a 100 milliliter bottle. It's an incredible idea. But there's going to be other products you're going to expect to be dilutable, like shampoos, snow foams, pre-washes of certain types. So, you know, there has to be a certain amount of expectation. We're not expecting everyone's product range to go into 100 milliliter super concentrated bottles because we know it's not always going to be feasible. And we know there's not always going to be the right customer that wants that. No, I, I mean, I had a comment recently. Um, it was, I mean, Cameron. Uh, Cameron, you won't mind me saying his name. He's, he's been supporting my channel for years. And he said about the Envy Car Care stuff that 250 to 1 isn't that great these days. 
It may not be the 1500 to 1, 2000 to 1 super concentrated shampoos, but it's a very usable product and, and the pricing is on point. You know, it's not claiming to be anything yeah. else. So, and and their market is predominantly the professional market. You know, they're not a, a boutique brand. They're, they're, they're do, they supply a lot of pros. A bit like Samson Car Care. You know, I love you, Sam. He, they do a lot of detailers, um, you know, supply a lot of detailers. So they, that's why they've got the concentrated versions. But they also have a ready-to-use version as well. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it is down to your wallet, I think, a lot of the time. Um, there's always going to be people out there that say, um, oh, I'd use, it, I'd use this, this knocks the spots off of that, whatever. I spoke to Johnny Shield about this recently. And if you actually think about it, the end result is if your car looks good, you're happy with it, you've enjoyed the experience, what difference does it make to anybody else? You know, it's the, all about the experience and what you can afford. This can be a very, very expensive hobby because you get sucked into the whole I want to try that. I want to try that. I want to try that. And before you know it, you spent 200 quid, 300 quid, 500 quid. And people will look at us and go, well, you don't, you don't buy anything. No, we do buy stuff because we can't help it. It's addictive. Something comes on the market. <laughs> something comes on the market. You go, Oh, I like that. I like the look at that. Yeah. That I got to have yeah. that, you know, and you get it and you think, did I really need that? Probably not, but I wanted it. That old saying, do you really need it? No, but I want it. So, yeah. and it can be an expensive hobby, but there are cheaper ways around the hobby. And that is buying in bulk, if you like the products, and buying concentrates. That I think that's the way forward anyway, personally. But at the same time, what we just mentioned, just because you like a product and you love it, like a LSP, <laughs> don't feel the need, like especially a ceramic LSP, be very careful when you do get these in bulk and you keep them lying around in bottles because they can crystallize and they can block the filters in your spray bottles. Top tip there. Well, that's true. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've been there before. Yeah, yeah. You, you can have too much LSP. You can have too much uh, last day's protection. You know, t- way too my, much. My, my little stack of jars of waxes is getting ridiculous now. It's it's getting insane. I've I've got a dedicated shelf. Or in my garage, I've got I've a got box full of things. them, full of waxes. Yeah, but <laughs> I've I've got I've got a shelf. One side is waxes, the other side is sealants and and spray waxes and things like that, and it's it's full of stuff, and it's all next to like quick detailers, which are protective quick detailers. And again, this is the thing nowadays is quick detailers do tend to have protection in them so you could almost call them a light sealant of sorts anyway so there's even more lsp uh it does get a little bit insane but again very few of those types of products are dilutable we we don't have that expectation certainly when it comes to something like your nano sealant from uh, detailed online for example that is something that you put into uh, a sprayer and then spray on and it kind of dilutes down that's understandable because that's the way it works it's a it's a wet coat design um but i tried carpro's uh, one i can't remember the name of it now but it was one where it came in like a hundred mil bottle and that could be diluted down to make a spray on rinse off sealant as well so there's they do exist but we i think because they're quite kind of rare we don't have the expectation for them to be like that we don't say hey there's a new sealant out 
yeah, but can you dilute it? No, we, we don't ask that question because we don't expect that because it's not really become a standard thing. But if someone said to you, here's uh, five litres of a pre-wash and you ask for the dilution ratio and you're told, no, no, that's it, you're going to scratch your head and you're going to look at them weird and be like, really? Mm. It's, it's not dilutable? You, you have that expectation because all the pre-washes, all the APCs, all the TFRs and so on that we use are generally dilutable products. It is interesting that, and I think that's possibly why it's rare to see a company change the way things are done to break the mold and go in a different direction. The Interestingly enough, the US market is very different to the, the UK market in regarding detailing products. Not all of it, but things like, if I cast my mind back to Malco products, which I've got several Malco products and they are vast. The catalogue is something like 3,000 different products. It's huge. Malco, Prest- Malco and Presto, which are, if the, any Americans are listening, you're going to know the catalogue. It's vast. Their tubs of wax are enormous. They're you could you could put a sunflower you could plant a sunflower in there and it it wouldn't even <laughs> it wouldn't even fall over that you know everything's bigger we all say it's about the, the the lovely americans from across the pond everything's bigger and better when it comes to detailing products it kind of tends to be bigger and better because they just give you value for money everything's in like kegs you know you, you get some shampoo yeah. and it turns up in an oil tanker <laughs> <laughs> it's just everything yeah, i mean if you look at Miranda, Phil Miranda, it's just like, yeah, I've got this. He calls it, he calls it soap, and they call shampoo soap. We call shampoo the same as the shampoo you use, not that I'd know, he's got no hair, but the same as you use on your head. We call it car shampoo. They call it soap. We call soap, soap is a, like a bar. It's a, you know, it's, a, yes. it's, a, it's a bar of soap, but the Americans call it, oh, this soap's really good. And yeah, again, there's this, all in like these massive bottles. It's, you don't get these. It's not like the the boutique market in the UK. You just get like a five hundred ml bottle of it or two fifty ml bottle. They just get these vats turn up. Yeah, that, this is the thing. You know, can you imagine they come here and check out one of these bottles and think, yeah, "Where's the rest? This is clearly just the sample size." Yeah, where's this is, the rest of it. Is this is, are these free? Can we take these? Um, <laughs> where's Where's the full size ones? Yeah, I, mm-hmm. well, that's that's the UK for you, isn't it? You know. That's just that's yeah. How, and that's this how is the thing, you know, it's probably something to do with the the size of the market that's available. You got to remember, the UK is a piddly little company, uh, company country compared to uh, the US. Many more people, many more cars. The car culture there is much bigger than it is here. Um, so you know, it's it's understandable there are going to be kind of a few differences. But it's interesting to see that we've got more brands from the UK making their way across to the US, which is really good because. You know, we, we've talked about this before where, you know, you might get an American shampoo that you find maybe doesn't have the same kind of bite, a snow foam that doesn't have the same kind of attack as one that would be developed over here. And that's because of generally the weather differences and, and the certain uh, expectations. Again, we were going to talk about what, what you expect from a product. And we find that some of the American snow foams don't really do much in the way of cleaning at all. But you find some of the ones you get here in the UK do to a certain extent. So there's a there's an expectation level there again, which is just different to the, the the country that they're trying to release these products in. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, I think we've covered I think we have. pretty much everything that needs to be covered in this. So I think that, that was actually quite efficient, Paul. We've literally about to hit a, the one hour mark. So um, Look, mate, anything you'd like to say before we wrap this one up? Um, yes, I would. I know this is a little way off. I know it's is it June 4th and the 5th? Um, which is uh, yeah, fifth of June, Sunday, the fifth of June is Wax Stock. 
Okay, I'm going to say this now. I have to say this on our behalf. If you are there and you see me and Specky and we don't talk to you for some reason, it's because we've got headphones in. We're not being rude, okay? Other <laughs> than that, please speak to us. Please say hello and we will do our utmost to engage with as many people as possible. Um, if you don't know who we are, you probably will do. You'll probably find out. Probably, we are going to be doing some announcements. I believe we're doing some announcements, aren't we? On the day, yeah, we, um, we've got some. Yeah, we're, we're going to be grabbing the microphone and taking hold of the PA system and uh, making fart noises into it. <laughs> I'm, I'm. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that because you know, you know the fir- <laughs> the first thing I'm just going to do is go get on that tenor and just go clean up in all four, clean up in all four. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm going to have to take it off you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we we are going to be. Um, walking around the show we know it's a long way off but the the, the build up yep. to the show is you know there's a lot of people talking about it so we want to oh, try and insane. we want to try and build the momentum for Dom and all the crew and all the all the guys that are going to be there so yeah just just watch the socials and please listen to us and join us on Instagram absolutely uh, we're really really looking forward to that like I said we are going to be very very busy so please you know we're, we're happy for you to come and see us at the show if you see us before the show at the hotel bar leave us alone because we're going to get drunk first <laughs> <laughs> just so we can you know turn up in the morning oh god morning Paul we shouldn't have done that last night yeah I'm really sore god <laughs> <laughs> this isn't my room <laughs> wait a minute where's your hand it's between two pillows <laughs> that's not two pillows oh plane strains and automobiles <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay all right well there you go that's that thanks very much for that okay so uh thank you all very much for listening in uh, we will catch up with you in the next episode where hopefully we will try and arrange to get ourselves a guest on. Uh, we'll see what we can do. Ooh. Reach out, get the feelers out there. If you guys have any comments, questions or suggestions, please feel free to get in touch with us. Our email is listed with the podcast as well as you can find us online on our Instagram profiles. In the meantime, though, I have been Specky. And I've been Paul. And we will catch you in the next episode. Take care. Bye.